welcome to episode 47. It has been a long, long time since we recorded last. I've got everybody here with us. Um, but I think what we're going to do is we're going to start out with Brian. He's the one who hasn't recorded in the longest time. Does anybody remember what happened last time? For me oh, or for I guess for you them? can't really tell me I was that. I going to say they can't. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and take Brian and you guys can take off your headphones or go on mute. Definitely go on mute and take your headphones off um, while we kind of deal with what Brian is going on. I'll do the recap real quick just because you guys are split up and it's been a while. So go ahead and leave the room. Okay. So uh, and uh, I'm just going on mute, but I'm going to leave this up so I can see you signal me. Oh, yeah, that's cool. I'll text you or something. No problem. All right. Brian, Carl, what's up? Long time. It's been I'm, a long time. I'm ready. Uh, okay, sweet. So last um, last you recorded and last Carl was involved in the story, you guys had gone to this camp uh, with Tug and Tess and Kurt, and you kind of entered this camp of Unfei. You saw Minotaurs. You saw this large centaur named Deacon who kind of took you back and explained to you everything that was been go- that has been going on with the moonbeams, this strange figure who erected a temple to himself at the top of the waterfall, which is where you guys were heading. Um, and then basically shit went down once you started mentioning, your squad started mentioning the totems and these powerful items. And Deacon wanted that power, wanted that control. You guys got stopped right outside her her hut. And then the moonbeams moon came down and started crashing into the forest. You guys were fighting these minotaurs, fighting Deacon. Last thing you saw was the camp basically go up in flames and all these people started screaming and fleeing. And you watched Tug take Deacon down and then immediately get smothered in a fiery bridge that had fallen from overhead. Does that sound about right? Sounds 100% correct. So the scene around you currently, the blaze, the, the leaves around the trees are up in flames. Uh, you just hear massive panic going on all around you. You hear the screams of Kurt in the far, far distance, the whinnying of the snail, and uh, you just see this thing collapse on top of where Tug and Deacon is, and, and Tess lets out a scream of horror. What do you want to do? I immediately want to rush over to the collapsed bridge and try and start digging for Tug. So this is completely on fire. I mean, it's it's fiery wood from this bridge, a whole heap of flames. Um, I would say probably 15 feet wide. I still think I want to rush into that. Like I, Durf is gone. Tug is like my anchor now right. that okay. I know. And so like, regardless of the flames, like in the moment, I want to try and find Tug. Okay, awesome. Give me a give me a strength check and then a uh, Constitution saving throw. <laughs> oh, I forgot how good this was. Uh, st- strength is ten. Okay. And a con is twenty-two. 22. Okay, sweet. So with a 10, you manage to, you knock some, you just rush into there. You dive in, you start throwing these flaming pieces of wood and rubble aside and uh, the just uh, unfazed by the flames and the heat that is coming off this thing. You don't even get burned. The adrenaline is just so strong that you are just shoving your way through this and you manage to get enough out of the way where Tug was and there you see Deacon's smoldering body, but Tug is nowhere to be found around it, right where you saw him kind of fall. 
And I think I think Tess is gonna run it rushing after you, kind of worried about your instance of of worry and rage. And she lifts her wand up, and this you've seen this spell before. This crashing wave comes up from the ground and splashes uh, all around you, and this this smoke starts billowing up from these fl- this flaming bridge as she extinguishes the fire. And now you're just surrounded in wet, smoldering wood. And she goes, "Where is he? Where is he? He's gone. He's gone. What do you mean he's gone? There's his body's gone." He's, it's like what happened to Durf, I guess, I, I, what do I, what do we do? No, no, no. And she starts rushing, she starts rummaging through the wood too, throwing planks aside, ropes, burning ropes, um, just in a frantic search for Tug, but she comes up empty handed as well. And she looks at you and she says, what is this place? This forest is terrible. Where could he have? Where could he have gone? I have no idea. Carl, what do we what do we do? And you look around you, and it, there's still kind of panic amongst the city. The you you see a lot of this these centaurs and minotaurs just fleeing out into the woods um, as their houses and their huts and their trees burn. Uh, and kind of without without really saying anything, I just kind of stand up and grab Tess's hand and start running. Into the forest, with just the away, away yeah, from yeah, like we just okay. don't like when things calm down and people come back. We don't want to be there. Okay, awesome, awesome. She reluctantly agrees as she kind of like looks back at the chaos, um, but eventually follows. And you guys get the hell out of there. You rush away from this town, and you hear distant screams fade as you kind of separate yourself from this city and from the place where you saw Tug disappear. And uh, I'd say you run, you run for I don't know how long you run, several minutes uh, just away. Yeah, just from so just enough to where we're clear of the area and could maybe return if we wanted to. Okay, yeah, you find yourself at the top of this hill, still covered by some of the trees. Um, you hear the rushing of water nearby, and um, it's it seems to be a little, little bit calmer in this area. So we're kind of standing there, just. Tess, what are we going to do? I don't know, Carl. I can't I can't just fathom what's going on. We're Durf and Tug. We've lost them both. We can't we can't lose each other. We have to stick together. And we have to finish this thing. I can, I hope they're safe somewhere. Can we finish this without without Tug and Durf? Like we've got to find them. We were we were heading towards the waterfall. <sighs> I think that might be our best bet to find them because that's where we were all heading originally. You're right, Carl. And that's Deacon said that this strange power is coming from, from that, that temple, this strange man. Perhaps if we investigate that, that the answers will become more clear. We may find, find them. And, Carl just kind of nods his head at Tess and just kind of turns and starts uh, walking towards the waterfall, like shoulders kind of slumped, uh, pretty dejected and sad. Okay. And you you know where this waterfall would be because you guys saw it as you kind of were coming up to this unfey, unseely camp 
and uh, with Kurt, and Kurt pointed it out, and he knew that you guys were going to stop there before you headed there. So you head north towards this waterfall, and um, you trek kind of downtrodden. Your friends are gone. You have no idea where they are. Stuff, stuff has been going down, and you trek for miles north. Um, you follow the river up as it rushes past you, and eventually you come out of the trees and you see this waterfall before you, this great, beautiful, silvery white water um, rushing down in a straight line down this sheer cliff. Uh, the waterfall must be 100, 200 feet straight up. And at the top of it, through the trees, you can see the moon, this great, big, white moon shining down, um, glistening off the water a single moonbeam brighter than any in the sky coming straight down at the top of this cliff. And give me a perception check. 14. 14, okay. With a 14, you, as you're staring up at this moon and this moonbeam, you make out a figure at the top of the waterfall. And this figure is familiar to you because you saw it as you were entering this place in the first, the, for the first time. You see the golden armor of a powerful woman standing up at the top of the waterfall, looking down towards you before she turns to walk away. And give me a wisdom save. Natural 20. Fuck. Awesome. Okay. So with a natural 20, you do not feel the same compulsion that you saw tug feel when you guys came to this Fay place. You, you feel like you are, you're yearning for her. Like you want to reach her, but it's not taking over your body and you're still, um, your feet are planted in place, but you definitely feel this tinge of want when uh, you see this figure. In, like feeling that, uh, and knowing that I've seen her before, I'm going to give in and try and start scaling the cliff. Okay. Awesome. Um, so you walk right up to the sheer cliff near the waterfall. Um, give me a perception check first. 19. 19. Um, okay. So you get, you're able to see some footholds and some jagged rocks. Uh, everything is very wet, but I think, with a 19, you're able to see most of the way up could be easily climbable if you find these these spots. So where, you know, I was going to have you roll disadvantage because of all the wet, you can roll normally um, an athletics check to try to get yourself up this. And we'll do a series of athletics checks. So okay. let's do one first. 14. 14. All right. So you uh, – and what are you doing with Tess? Tess is kind of behind Tess, you. Tess is – uh, I put tests on my back, kind of carry uh, like a um, princess bride, right? <laughs> under, go under the okay. giant on her, put her right. throw her on the on the back, and just start climbing. Slung over the shoulders, yeah. just start climbing. I might give you disadvantage after, after okay. all. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, that would be a natural one. But I'm at the bottom of the cliff. I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay. So you start climbing. <laughs> With a natural one, you start climbing up. Um, you get several feet up, and you just slide immediately back down. And Tess kind of hops off your shoulder, and she's like, Carl, I, I think I can handle this myself. And she starts climbing up the cliff. All right. I, I'm going to attempt to climb behind her, I guess. All right. <laughs> roll me another one, normal. 
19. 19. Okay, sweet. So you um you follow her. I'll roll for her. Uh, she rolls a 16. So you guys are good. You make a good pace. You're um you start out a little behind her cuz she kind of brushed her brushed you off, but eventually you get to a point where um you you match her pace and you guys are side by side scaling up these putting your foots in the different cracks um, and handholds and jagged rocks that stick out and you get yourself about halfway up where there's a resting point there um, and you just look out over this beautiful forest this beautiful fey realm um, right now you can see the smoke rising from the distance from the city uh, but other than that all you see is beautiful green and colorful trees and landscape. Um, it's just a beautiful sight from this point. And you're, you're halfway up, and if you want to continue climbing, give me another athletics check. Uh, not natural 20. Unnatural 20? Okay. Uh, she rolled a 6 that time, so you guys start climbing. Um, she gets ahead of you and starts to slip down towards you. But you, you're able to hang on tight with this unnatural 20 and uh, scoop her up and put her back on the rocks. I'll give you that with that high of a roll. And after several moments, several minutes, about 15, 30 minutes of climbing, you reach the top of this cliff. Nestled in the rocks, um, just basking in this moonlight is a great temple. And it glows near the river as the rapids from the top of this waterfall rush past it. And you get a good look at this. And Tess, as she raises up from the cliffs as well, she gasps. Because the temple that you look at is the same temple that you saw in the Misty Wood. It's the Temple of Pelor. Way back when, episode three. Right. That same temple. And Tess, without even looking at you, just staring ahead, says... That's the same temple, right, Carl? That's the temple of Pelor that we That's, saw? Yeah. This is getting really weird. What does this mean? Why is it here? Who is that person? What person? The vision. Didn't what are you talking see, didn't about? Didn't you see her standing at the top of the cliff? Her? No. What did you see? a woman in shining golden armor you didn't see her okay are you before we came down the well I saw her and then I saw her again and I saw Felix but I, I haven't seen him since well maybe he's inside and she takes a deep breath and she says well wait away what are we waiting for Carl what do we have to lose We've already lost Tug and Durf. Let's let's go in and just take it slow and be careful. All right. So you and Tess, one foot in front of the other, start heading towards this temple along the bank of the river at the top of this waterfall. And you reach the same kind of same general area that you guys have that you had gone into in episode three and the first time you've met this temple you head up through this crack and the inside of it looks exactly the same it is decrepit there are vines um there's a slight glow to the place like a ghostly kind of glimmer uh, that is a little bit different as the first time you went into the real thing but um 
It looks almost exactly the same, like it has been untouched. I would like to use my divine sensibility. Okay, what does that do? Oh. Presence strong evil registers on your senses like a noxious odor. Powerful good rings like heavenly music is in your ears. As an action, you can open your awareness to detect such forces. Okay, sweet. Yeah, until the end of your next turn, you know location of celestial fiend undead within 60 feet. That is not behind total cover. Okay, so what you feel, you don't get the sense of any sort of... uh, Ah, beings that are celestial fiend or undead. I think you feel the power of the celestial part of that. Maybe not necessarily from a single being, but just there's an essence to the place. Um, You most definitely feel a strong sense of evil. But within this cloud of darkness, this cloud of evil, you can feel a single benevolent voice trying to break through that barrier that's what I'll say this is all things that you feel when you open this awareness and actually as you come out of this as you come out out of this feeling you hear something far in the distance within the temple and it's it's it sounds like Sounds like Peter Griffin. <laughs> uh, no, that was my best impression of a baby's cry. <gasps> oh, okay. <laughs> you hear far in the distance, echoing kind of along the hallways. Okay. You hear the cry of a babe. And Tess hears this too. Because you can see that she gasps right, she re- slightly yeah. and kind of perks it up. Yeah, she registers that sound. Tess, what do you what do you remember about the, the temple, the layout. You and Felix explored more of it than we got to. And she points up to this hallway that's kind of at the top of this sloped, um, rugged, this rugged slope of rocks. And she says, through there is where we found that library. And if, if you go down the hallway further, there was the room with the, with the fountain and the statues of the priests of Pelor. And that led us straight to where we found Felix. It's all like one big corridor. All right, then let's let's go that way. Let's see what there is. All right, so you um you head in the direction that she points out. This there's really only one direction through this thing. This this great archway um, with the torches lit along the walls. You climb up this rubbled slope into this hallway, and the sound of this baby uh, grows louder. You enter into the library where. Books upon books are stacked just like you saw it before, and you push through the doors where the sound is coming from. And as you open the doors, about 50 feet ahead, you see this tiny figure of a baby up ahead, laying on the floor, just wailing. And Tess rushes forward. Uh, As Tess rushes past me, I grab her by her... I want to try and grab her by her wrist. Okay. And approach cautiously okay because i crying baby first instinct is to go scoop up calm the baby soothe the baby but if we have like a baby Voldemort thing going on i don't want to <laughs> and des des kind of tries to pull away she says car what's wrong with you it's it's a child they could be in danger they're crying there's something's wrong something is definitely wrong we don't know 
for sure that's a baby. Like a real, actual baby. We... We have to be cautious. There's only us left. Tug and Durf are not here anymore. It's up to us. Give me a persuasion check. 14. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, she calms down to, from your words. She doesn't try to pull it away anymore. She kind of nods reluctantly. Um, and you said you guys are kind of cautiously right. approaching. Yeah, we're still going to, I still want to go up and try and just want to get close uh, and make sure that baby's actually a baby. Okay. Then um, give me an investigation check. 15. 15. All right, Carl. So you and Tess holding hands or gripping wrists or whatever you're doing, you approach this child and you get within about 10 feet of it. Um, the torch light is kind of flickering light upon its face and it opens its eyes as it's wailing. And with the 15, you get a good look at this baby and it's a baby that you've seen before in pictures. Oh, it's fucking Jill, isn't it? It's not Jill. Okay. Okay. I was about to lose my shit. It's you, Carl. What? No. <laughs> oh, my God. Welcome back. This is Joe, your dungeon master of You Meet in a Tavern. Welcome to episode 47. I hope you've been enjoying it so far. So sorry about the long break. Sometimes life gets in the way. We get super busy and we don't have time to record and we like to keep it fresh. Uh, so we only really record episodes right before they come out just uh, so, so we don't have this big backlog and we can kind of stay up to date on the story just with you. So um, thank you guys so much for sticking with us. I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I want to give a special, special shout out to our $15 or more patrons. These are people that donate financially there to convince our wives it's worth it. Uh, all that stuff. So thank you. Thank you. Jonathan Zeman, Michael Kenitzer, GM Binder, Max Bender, Harley Roxana, Ice Blue 220, Strive for Honor, Sarah Blue, Mark Deacon, Crispy Bacon, Dr. Shit, Fun Chew, Chew Cash Register, Wilma Finger, Dude, Jesus, John Dowstrom, and Dash Cole, Andre K, Jello Crew, Kurt Nolan, Eleanor Fitchett, Tarkin Davis, Sierra Clark, and Jason Ford. Thank you guys so much for your donations to the show, and thank you to all our patrons. If you want to get on on this, get some cool perks, go on to patreon.com slash Tavern. And I haven't made a call for this in a while, but if you're listening to this and you haven't left a five-star iTunes review, uh, we'd really appreciate it. It helps us gain um, the ranks, go up in the ranks, and helps people find out about our show. I think we're approaching maybe 800. I would love to get a 1,000 reviews before this show is over that would be just incredible so if you haven't left a review yet um, and you enjoy the show uh, please go on and leave a five-star review and rating type little thing I love reading those and I send them to the guys and we love reading the reviews and what you what you say about the show so if you got a few minutes of your time uh, go ahead and do that that'd be great all right uh, enjoy the rest of episode 47 it's a doozy uh, and I'm really excited uh, for what's ahead 
Okay. Bye, everybody. So, um, Tug and Durf, you all, uh, you remember what happened last time? We, we were hanging out with our dads. Yep. yep. Dads. I'm doing scare quotes. <laughs> From as those I say listening that. at home. Um, and we like fought the trolls from The Hobbit Cyclops from not Cyclops, the Cyclops. <laughs> this is a similar scene where we were creeping around in the bushes and there were they were eating. They were about to eat our mounts and we saved our mounts. Yep. And we flew away as the mist was coming. And the mist ate the Cyclopses and a thrilling recap by Derf. <laughs> and uh, we were flying towards the waterfall, maybe? I'm not going to lie. I didn't even remember the mist, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, the mist came. And you might not remember this part, but this was probably one of the most important parts. Oh, good. Uh, as the mist came through and kind of devoured these Cyclops, and you got a good look of it from above, you um, something sparked in your memory. And I don't remember if I made you roll for something, and one of you saw this, but I'll just go ahead and tell you both. You, something sparked in your memory as you see this mist on the ground, and it reminded you a lot like the mist that would form at night in the misty wood around your home. And as you broke through the canopy of the trees and you look towards the waterfall, which was nearby, you saw this glowing temple at the top um, nestled in the rocks, and you immediately recognized it as the Temple of Pelor. And um, that's what's going on. You've got Durf and his dad on Rosa, uh, Tug, and Bosco on Boomstay with Vern kind of flying behind. And you guys are up above these trees uh, right where you saw the mist come through and take out those Cyclops. That's exactly what I was just about to say before oh, you took over. <laughs> You're right. You just used different words. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> All right, so what do you want to do? Well, so the waterfall's nearby and we're flying, right? Yeah. Are we surrounded by, like, deadly moonbeams? Not currently. Um, currently, there's a single very large moonbeam shining directly down on the temple. It's kind of, like, glowing like the base of a spotlight. How how is How large is very large? Like, miles across? No, um, just enough to kind of cover the temple in nearby area. Maybe, I don't know, thousand feet 
it, but this one looks less um, like a directed laser beam, I'll say, and more just like something that's illuminating an area. It's less intimidating. It, and more it, it has majestic. a look of light that will not burn us instead of light that's, that will burn that's us. That's what I'm trying to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Durf, recognizing this, spurs Rosa on towards the temple. Uh, Tug is in suit, follows suit. Let's go to the temple. All right, so the six of you, I guess, mounts and, well, no, so four, seven, the seven of you, um, kick. Seven. Yeah, you got you and your dads, four, five, six, seven, the mounts, and Eugene, eight. <laughs> well, the who's eight seven? of you. Yeah, who's the seventh? You two, your dads, that's four. Three mounts. Oh, that's right. We have we have Carl's mount with us. Yeah, you got Vern. You got Vern. Yeah, okay. Right. That's right. And Eugene, who we haven't heard of for so, so long. <laughs> it's, the fans are real scary <laughs> out here. <laughs> yeah, Eugene has just been fucking hiding. He's terrified. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, you you be, make a beeline for this temple and you rush down. Um, the, the You see the waterfall below you, this beautiful silver water flowing from these rapids straight down this sheer cliff um incredibly beautiful sight you see the the scene of the Feywild all around you these colorful trees um think creatures amongst the the woods you, it's just a beautiful sight that you see as you kind of land in front of this temple um and you see you look around at the walls of the temple and it almost looks exactly as you left it when you saw it way back in episode three um there is rubble coming off the walls it looks decrepit there's vines crawling up the side but there is something just different in the way that the vision of the temple looks the walls are glinting with a strange light that wasn't there before and it's in the middle of the feywild which is pretty odd to you and we're at the bottom or the top of the waterfall you're at the top of the waterfall on level with where the temple is. It's kind of like nestled in the rocks around the river that's rushing past it over the falls. Okay. Um, I turn to the squad. Should we go in? Yep. Yes, we <laughs> should go in. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's go in. And um, Henry and... Uh, Bosco are kind of like jostling each other a little bit. They haven't seen each other in a long time. And they look at the temple and they look at you guys. And Bosco's like, you guys have, you guys have seen this too. You've been here. This yeah. is kind of what started the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. That's how everybody died. Henry, you remember, you remember when we were kids and this place came out of nowhere, right? And Henry's like, yeah, Bosco is, why is it here? I'm interested in that too, Bosco. What What do you think? Well, I think you guys are right. I think <laughs> there's no way to find out except for heading right in this shit. Didn't the last time you guys went in here, you died? Uh, solid read on the sitch there, uh, Durf. <laughs> I think you got the story wrong there, Durf. Uh, okay. Like later. Like, like yeah, we, were we all die eventually. Like Henry, <laughs> Henry, Henry, Henry t- t- do you re- do you remember? 
And Henry's like, yeah, Bosco, we were we were playing in the woods with Carl when he stumbled across something and it was like a pedestal that we were at the top of the hill. Everything is kind of hazy after that, but I remember this great temple erecting from this hill and I blacked out. I blacked out. Bosco says that. I also black out sometimes. <laughs> Your dad just kind of nudges you with his elbow <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, good one. Um. All right. Well, so I guess let's go in. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no fear, right? Let's do it. And uh, you guys rush in. <laughs> you uh, grab your mounts, too? You leading them in? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, you guys find this entrance near the front that is the same crack that you went in on uh, back in episode three when you first entered into this temple in the Misty Wood. Um, and the interior looks almost exactly the same. You know, there is rubble. There's a big rocky slope that leads up through the hallways. Um, everything is dark except for some torches that are lit along the walls. And the moonbeam from overhead almost seems to shine through the rocks, giving the walls this strange glistening, glittery glow. Are there any living things around? Give me a perception check. Uh, that is a dirty 20, I believe. Dirty 20? Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. you look around, you don't see anything. 21. 21, okay, sweet. You don't see anything, Durf, but with a 21, you hear the faintest sound in the distance, uh, and it sounds, sounds kind of like... <laughs> It's a dying animal. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. Uh, it's the sound of a baby child. There's, there's, there's either a dying rabbit or an infant further down the way. <laughs> um, let's go check it out. Durf goes to check it out. Okay. Uh, uh, and, yeah. and we're just walking down like a single hallway, right? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're in... You remember this temple from when you went in the first place it looks almost exactly the same so you know kind of the route you know um which way was the library where you met Tess for the first time you know which way is the hallway where you saw that big fountain and the statues of the priests of Pelor around the dome um before you walked into where Felix was so you know the route and it sounds like this this sound is coming from that fountain area that domed area or that hallway so you're heading in that direction? Yes, cautiously. Okay. Very right. cautiously. Um, let me get Carl back in here. All right, Carl. You um, see this thing on the floor of the hallway. The guys are back, so I don't want to okay. give it yeah, away. Yeah, but yeah. you see this thing, and you start to hear the sound of footprints and hooves coming from behind you. Okay, and it's, I, uh, all right, so I, I guess I'm going to turn and see what's coming towards me in this thing. Okay, and Tess turns with you, and she raises her wand, and this kind of, like, powerful white glow um, shines out of it, and she says, Who goes there? 
And Durf and Tug, you guys hear this as you are rushing towards this hallway. And you realize that it's the voice of Tess. What's hey, Tess's w- Patronus? <laughs> A slug. <laughs> <laughs> the slug we rode in on? Yeah. <laughs> um, or the snail or whatever the whatever, true yeah. The, the <laughs> snail that I kept mistaking for a turtle. Um, well, <laughs> so Durf was not rushing. He was going cautiously. Rushing when cautiously. He, when he hears Tess, he starts rushing a little less cautiously. He's like, oh, nothing bad must be going on up there. Our friends are there. All right, perfect. So um, Tess and Carl, you guys see, you see Durf rush through the hallway first, and then you see Tug, and then you see two other figures followed by the three mounts that you guys came in on. And the, the two other figures are unfamiliar to you. Um, one of them is tall like Durf with long blonde hair. He wears this belt with a leaf on it and this long flowy brown cape. The other one is sh- is short like Tug and stout. Big bushy red and brown beard that's kind of fraying at the ends. Uh, more rugged clothing. And give me a intelligence check. 15. Um, 15's good enough. I think you, maybe Brian might know who these figures are. Um, but Carl realizes now he puts two and two together. It almost looks as if it's Durf, Tug, and their two dads. From what you remember from the memories of the Archmage and what they looked like right before they died. And you see this group coming for you in the hallway. And you guys, same thing. Tug, Durf, you see Carl and Tess. And Tess kind of lowers her wand and says, Tug, Durf, you're okay. Who, who are these people? We're not sure yet. Um, we've got, <laughs> we've got a vague, we've got a vague idea. Most importantly, uh, Carl, was that you crying, bud? <laughs> Tug, is that even, is that even you? Durf? It's us. Uh, how do, how do I, oh, how do I know it's you? Ask me a question that only I would know the answer to. <laughs> You couldn't even recap the last episode, dude. Is that the road you want to go down? <laughs> Ask me about that time we were sneaking into a kitchen and I turned into a weasel. <laughs> Way to defer to the one thing you remember. <laughs> Strong play. So, so when we first found this temple originally and we left our town of Oak Harbor looking for my brother Bill, who was none the of, bad none, guy? None of that is true. Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> Do you mean Woodhaven and the other thing? Jill? What? What? Yeah, Jill. Jill? Yeah. <laughs> Tess. Tess. This is totally them. <laughs> she says, "I know, Carl." <laughs> and Carl starts running, running at them with his arms open, like they're running in a field to get towards As each other. We go. Like ch- no, it's chariots of fire. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so uh you guys embrace? Yeah, a good yeah. good powerful uh trio hug. That's beautiful. Um except but- except Tug hops, so he's like at shoulder height with uh Durf <laughs> and Carl. 
and his, it, le- his legs are just dangling. And it lingers like a, a couple seconds too long to where it's uncomfortable for everybody like else. Like the cranberries, uh, we let it linger. <laughs> Is that uh, an Bosco accurate reference? That's, that's an great. Reference. That's an excellent reference. Um, also, by the way, we met. They're like either our dads or like demons pretending to be our dads or the ghosts of our dads tethered to uh, the we're right here. world. Bosco says from the background. <laughs> oddly, oddly, oddly enough, Tug, you were correct. That was me crying, but it was baby me, not me me. <laughs> Excuse me? That that's me over there. My that's me. Well baby me. Baby me. Um Tess looks at you and she says, What? go on i mean it i don't i don't know it's it's mimi that's what i looked like as a baby in pictures i don't know what else to tell you we have photography in this universe that's what i was told (laughs) uh that baby continues to cry wailing (laughs) wailing now it was beautiful paintings of me as a child there's two yous I guess. I mean, I don't know. You and how are we sure that's your dad? Maybe that's you. Old no, you. we're telling you we're not sure. We might be about to get six cents, you guys. I'm right. I'm not sure either. But like, that's what I uh, apparently looked like when I was a baby. We're for sure about to get M. Night Shyamalan here. So like, maybe, maybe I'm your dad, like your dad's. And that's really me. Tess turns around. She scoops up the crying child and attempts to soothe, just soothe, just rock back and forth. Just shh, 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 shh. it's okay, it's okay. Shh, shh, shh. I probably got some cantrip that'll get it to shut up. Let me see. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> create a puff of wind or a light sound. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I don't think so. It calms down. Actually, let me. Get, we'll have a test roll a persuasion check. Use sleight of uh, hand to grab its nose. Okay, well, that joke was a lot funnier than you guys gave it credit for. <laughs> Coming out. Uh, she rolls a 14. So she sues this baby down to uh, a low coup. And you realize that your dads, who have kind of been in the background, are, are quiet. Bosco and Henry are a little bit quiet. And you look back at them, and they don't look good. They look sick. Like, they're kind of leaning up against each other. Very pale faced, um, not nearly as as well and healthy as they looked back when you saw them in the camp. What's going on? What's, what's going on, guys? Bosco kind of puts a hand on Henry's shoulder and he says, "I don't, I don't know. This place is giving me a headache. All these glistening lights and the tight spaces. I'm, I'm claustrophobic." And Henry says, no, 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 I feel it too. I just, I feel sick to my stomach. Should we go back outside? Yeah, like, do you need fresh air? Use a cantrip to create fresh air. Durf uses druid craft to blow fresh air in their faces. Uh, okay. <laughs> Give me a medicine check. Does it work? We'll see. Medicine check. Let's see, that's wisdom. Hell yeah, 16. Uh, okay, they feel slightly better. Yay! And their hair is out of their face, which is good. Fuck them up with wind. Heal what's, them. Re- spam the cantrip wind. <laughs> Derf, Derf just keeps puffing fresh air in their faces. 
Because it's a can trip, he can do it infinity times. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. There is so much. Here, All I'll, the roll, air. I'll roll for my second puff of air. God That's damn That's a it. 22. Are they feeling slightly <laughs> they better? They feel slightly better for several seconds before they go right back. And as you're just standing here <laughs> blowing air into their face. Um, 13 you, on the third puff of air. 13? Not, so, not as good. Not as okay. good. Um, as you are blowing wind into their face, you see the light around you in the hallway illuminate. And you hear a shifting sound from the hall behind you coming from the direction that you know this fountain and dome is. And the light from the moon has shined through this temple and is illuminating this side of the hallway um, with an extremely bright light. Like, well, hold on. I'm I'm mixed up. You said the behind us was the fountain, so we were facing the exit. I figured you had turned around facing your father's. So I guess in the direction that Carl and Tess, you all were heading, it's where you see this light. And she kind of covers the eyes of of this baby as the light comes through. So the light is between us and the fountain. Is forward. You don't see the fountain yet. You're basically just in the hallway. Right, but I'm saying were we to continue towards the fountain, that's where the light is. You got it. Yep. And it's super bright. Does it seem burny? No. <laughs> nope. Okay. Doesn't <laughs> seem burny. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Should we should we keep going or our 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 Dad pull gangers are looking pretty rough. <laughs> I love that dad pull gangers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bosco kind of releases from Henry and says, no, sh- shut up, we're fine. Right, Henry? And he punches Henry in the side and he kind of wobbles a little bit and he says, yeah, 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 no, 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 we're, we'll, we'll be fine. I don't know what's wrong. It's just this place, but we got to keep going. We got to get out of here. Flying. All right. I guess we keep going. Uh- we're just gonna let that go. I don't know. I mean, you guys are not okay. I'm. Yeah. I'm gonna. Can, can I see? Uh, well, I don't know what it's. What it is intuition eyes? Insight. Insight. Yeah, <laughs> can I insight uh, to see if? Yeah. Uh, no. Well, yeah. Absolutely. Can he hungry eyes them? Don't, don't even make me. That's my. That's my special, bro. You guys can't just be hungry eyes. Well, that's a four, and I think I get like plus zero. So. All right. I got a 23. <laughs> you also rolling an insight? Yes. All right, so, Tug, you really have no idea what to <laughs> make of this situation. Um, and, Durf, you, I mean, you try to figure out if they're lying, if they're actually evil, if, uh, you know, something is amiss and they know about it, and they don't. They are feeling sick, but you get the genuine, you get the impression that they are genuine in what they've been telling you that they're your dads, that, you know, everything is true, that they're here. They came here with Carl's dad and all this stuff. Carl's dad. Oh shit. What? (laughs) That's what they said. Did they say that? They did say that. Yeah. Where's he? But you get the, you get the impression that they are genuine. But like about, but like, are they dying? They just said they're okay, but they're not right. That was a lie. Mm, they're not. They're survey, not. Survey says that was a lie. Um, the lie detector determined that was a lie. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, so what do you guys think? Our dads are, our, our dad 
ghosts or whatever are in pretty bad <laughs> shape. They're clearly lying about how they're feeling. Should we keep going or drag them out of this te- temple? By the way, inside check, they're not lying. Right, yeah, he said that. <laughs> they're not, they're they're feeling fine. Oh, well, I mean, well, he no, said, they're, they're trying to be tough for you. Yeah, so no, they're lying I, in I that meant, respect. Yeah, that's, that's what I meant. Okay, yeah. They're lying. They're lying about being fine. They're not fine. So is, are all of us standing like together? Yep. In a big old clump. <clears throat> Tess is a little bit off to the side trying to soothe this baby in the middle of the hallway okay. between the exit and further into the temple. How far how far are we from the entrance? Uh, you're a few rooms away. I mean, it we wouldn't get take out long. easy. Yeah, you could. Let's let's get Tess over here. See what Tess thinks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so you call Tess over and Tess is kind of like rocking this baby back and forth, bouncing up and down. Um, the baby has slowly drifted up to sleep and she walks over. And she says, what? As she's walking over, did the dad pull gangers like respond in any way? No. They, no. Well, okay. I mean, they're interested in, in but they're, the they're child not, like, and what that visibly, was. Visibly yeah. like shying away from the baby or anything. Right. Okay. No. So Tess, we can see the bright light over here coming from the the room. What what do you think we should do? Should we all go? Should some of us st- stay? Like, and Tess kind of looks you over and and she says, "We've come this far. I don't I don't know who these people are. These n- new people. I don't trust them." If they want to leave, let them leave. But we've come this far. We're together now. We need to finish this thing. What are we taking baby Carl with us? I'm not leaving him here in the hallway. I I guess we have to take the child, right? Uh, there's got to be some space-time continuum stuff wrong with that. There is for sure. <laughs> for sure. I guess let's just go. I mean, the dad's... Dads, I think you guys should wait outside. Uh, they resist. Uh, Bosco, again, is like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm... Henry, we're fine. And he grabs him by the by the hand. You are not fine. You're not fine. You're uh, not give fine. me a... Give me a... Uh, either persuasion or intimidation check. I'll let you choose. Listen, dads. Assuming that's your real name, okay? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we lived our whole lives with no dads, and here you are, obviously about to fucking die again. Uh, and I think you should go wait outside. And I, behind that, I put all. Uh, <laughs> oh no, I have. That's nah, still not very good. Eleven. Eleven. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think that's good enough. Um, Bosco pushes you aside and grabs Henry and says, "No, we're not losing you again. We're not leaving your side. We're with you to the end." I think that's the wrong call, but I respect your agency. Let's keep going. Anybody else? Yeah, Tug? I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> I mean, so you guys start pushing through. Carl, Tess is going to follow behind. Yeah, I got it. Protect baby me, I guess. I'm so right. confused. Excellent. I'm glad. 
Um, all right, fine. So the group of you, are you taking your mounts? Oh, yeah. Of course. Okay, 100%. Yeah. Uh, Carl, you're reunited with Vern, who kind of lowers her head, his head, his, his head, yeah. down underneath your shoulder to just give you a nudge forward. And the group of you, the fellowship, walks forward towards the light. Um, and as you approach this archway that leads into this domed area, you shield your eyes and they slowly adjust to the brightness. And the first thing you see as you cross this threshold is a sea of webs all over. The walls and the floor are covered in spiderwebs, thick silvery web that glistens in the moonlight from the open dome above. There's this large hole in the top of this dome, almost like if you've ever seen the uh, Pantheon of Rome a large hole there it stretches between this webbing stretches between the six hanging statues of the priests of Pelor you see around this dome the web weaves in and out of their heads and hands stretches across the vast room several feet above your heads in varying layers and shelves and within this webbing this glowing webbing from this this um, moonlight you see several bulbous masses, these spheres of silvery string that are bundled together in tight wads, each giving off a faint golden glow. It takes a moment for y'all to soak this all in and see it, but now that you get a good look, you see that all of these masses are attached to a long golden sash that weaves in and out of them and within the web like the spokes of a wheel, all meeting at a single central point suspended high above the pool of water in the fountain in the center of the room. The mass that's in the center, the center of this wheel, takes the form of an outstretched man, mummified by yards and yards and yards of golden strands of sash wrapped around its head and body. The sash is pulled taut around its arms and legs, stretching it out like a starfish in tangled webs. And the moonbeams from up ahead seem to be concentrated on this form, this figure, to a point where it almost seems like it's the filament of this light bulb that is the dome of the building. Are there spiders? Perception check. Twelve. Oh, how about everybody give me a perception check? Because you're looking around. 11. 12. 12, 12, 11. Um, okay, awesome. You don't see any spiders. Um, you don't see anything else than I described, except for after a few moments of just gasping and looking at this um, incredible scene before you, you hear at the top of this dome where this moonbeam is, the opening you hear a crack of energy and you see a ripple in space rip from the sky through this webbing. And through this crack, you see the torso of this gray skinned woman, the most beautiful woman you've ever seen in your life. Her eyes flash a deep red and her hair is silvery white. Her upper body stays in the space for a moment before you see eight hairy arms as black as night creep their way around her and through the crack, pulling her through the rip in space 
followed by the massive black abdomen of a spider beneath her torso. Hell yeah. The sheer size of her starts to blot out the moonlight, casting dancing shadows along the web, and the room dims. She creeps quickly along the inner web, down in front of this central figure of a man as the whole webbing shakes from her weight, but she never takes her eyes off you. Her legs stretch out in front of her and her body raises up and you catch the glimpse of an hourglass shape on the base of her abdomen glowing with golden light. The same golden light that you all have seen in various points of this arc. Wrapping her body around the man, she releases a wet and awful hiss from her dripping mouth as she raises a jagged black staff to her side, preparing to protect her domain with her life. Howdy! Like we have to kill that thing. Yeah, I think we'll end the episode there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still super confused. But certainly not least, another shout out to our $5 or more patrons. These are people that donate to the show financially, uh, help us support this awesome thing that we're doing. If you want to get in on this, go on to patreon.com slash YMIA Tavern. Get some sweet perks. Metal Minister, Jen, Jason Roberts, Jason Lyman, Michael Bowden, The Stone Druid, Joshua Gibson, 8-Bit Wizard, James J.C. Aklantz, Uncles with Benefits, I'm Just Saying, Daniel Miles, Jaeger, Joshua McKee, Raver E. Alice, Petey, Jason Colliver, James Wynn, William Martin, Pete Achilles, Andrew Fontanat, Fantastic, Ray Lang, Ursula Bertea, William Cornish, Cody Irwin, Later Mage Sire, Shepard Tiberius, Anderson Martins, Jimmy the Penguin, Austin Pence, Derek Norman, Tim Searle, Liquor Locker, Kensworth Slater, Torben Schwarz, J.J. Holler, Chris Harrison, Tucker Barkley, Pat Manads, Seth M. Harrison, Kevin DeHart, Thomas Sanchez, Matthew Watson, Kevin Kozlowski, Jesse Jones, David Barron, Jason Rittman, Joshua Motzinger, Nicole Chapin, Ian Coughlin, William Martin, again, a different William Martin? Huh. Sweet. Jace Dice Quest Podcast, a.k.a. Jack, Wolfgren Stormstrider, NPC, Vitaly Vasilyuk, and Adam Hoffling. Thank you all so much for your donation to the show. It astounds me how many names I have to read off in this section, and I love every second of it. So thank you all. Uh, have a great one.